in. Welcome into Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Yes, it is time for the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios with you. Taking you till midnight tonight after the uh, Hawks game. We uh, ask you to download the Odyssey app. You're not in the car as much, but you want to listen in. Download the Odyssey app. Put on one of your devices today. Take the smartphone, the Alexa speakers, your tablet, your Coleco, your Game Boy, your Nintendo 64, whatever your device is. Just download it on something to be able to catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 929thegame on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, best way to get a hold of us is through our personal Twitter page at JMCH316. Got Leif Garrett producing the show here tonight. So another night, another producer. So we got uh, we got you all covered here till midnight. So we're going to open up the phone lines because um, it's been a wild and wooly kind of last 24, 48 hours. So let's start with the results of the game uh, tonight. Uh, 136-119, Hawks get a big victory and – uh, Nate had them cooking, and they were coming out firing on all cylinders. So, thought Nate did a really good job on in this game here. What? What? It wasn't Nate. It, it was Joe Prunty. Oh, okay. Well, I thought he didn't count. I was told on Twitter that his regime and his coaching and his, I, I you know, his whatever doesn't count for anything. I, that's at least that's what I was told on Twitter. You know, and and Twitter folks are never wrong, and they certainly don't get anything wrong, and they just, you know, they're always right. So, um, but uh, it was a hell of a first half for the Atlanta Hawks. 81 points in the first half. 81 points in the first half. How about this number? In the first half that game, where they led by as much as, I think, 32 points, their bench, their four guys that they played off the bench, because John Collins was out, shocking. Um, John Collins out. Their four players off their bench, plus 99 in the first half of that game, combined. Their four bench players were a combined plus 99. How crazy is that? I think their bench missed one shot. I think they were... 11 for 12 in the first half that game. How crazy is that? So what an unbelievable performance in the first half. 49 points in the second quarter. 81 points in the first half. They cruise 136-119. Now, we obviously know that there's a lot going on. And supposedly Quinn Snyder is going to be hired any day now if you're reading all the rumors and things like that. And they're going to have him coach right away, which I don't understand why. Sam Mitchell and I don't understand why they're doing all this, but okay. Can I ask? Can I Can I ask a couple of uh, – Garrett, can I ask a couple of questions? Yeah, am I allowed to ask? Um, and, and this would be like for the general manager. Can I write down some questions to make sure Freaky asks them, I guess, when they talk to him on Tuesday? As in, like, how many guys did you interview? How many candidates did you, how many total candidates did you talk to? What was the hiring process for all of this? Because it certainly seems like it's um, quick. Now, we're going to talk more about this in a little bit because I don't want people to be fooled. Because there's one guy that's doing all of this, and let's just say it ain't the general manager. But 
anyway. So really good Hawks victory tonight. Look, we called this. I, I talked about this in my podcast this morning. The Cavaliers were coming off a back-to-back home. Or they were coming off a, a home road, back-to-back, second game that they had to play in a row. First game was against Denver, one of the best teams in all of the NBA. They lost at home. They're not a good road team. So when you go back-to-back, you're not good on the road. You're facing a pretty good offense. Yeah, I know the Cavs are the best defensive team, but in all honesty, the Atlanta Hawks have not had trouble scoring against people. They, they, they've scored plenty of points. They, they are a good scoring offense. When their five guys are on the court, they're a really good offense. And then you get some bench play from Bogey and A.J. Griffin and Jalen Johnson. They're, and, and Sadiq Bey even stepped up tonight for this team, having a start for John Collins. He finished with 19 points, plus 20 for this team. 19 points, four boards, and uh, an assist and a steal. He was 6-9 and nine from the field, 5 of 8 from 3. So he played really well tonight. I think he's going to be a really solid addition for this team. I'm excited to see what he can do, right? Played at a really good college program at Villanova. Only a few years in the league. I'm excited to see what Sadiq Bey can do. If they can harness his talent, he could be a really good player. But they had a lot of guys that stepped up. And like we said, plus 99 for the four guys off the bench in the first half of that game. That, that's, that's a crazy number. Crazy number to look at. So kudos all the way around to the Atlanta Hawks. Um, also uh, tonight, too, you had a big, big night from DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. And for whatever questions have, you know, been put out there about, you know, their chemistry on the court or how they play off one another, for at least a night, for at least one night, they were outstanding tonight. 59 points, 17 assists, 12 rebounds, plus 34 combined, and they were 6 for 13 from 3. And by the way, they were 15 for 16. Trey Young was four, uh, 14 for 15 from the free throw line. I should say from the free throw line. Trey Young was 14 of 15 from the free throw line. DeJounte hit the only free throw. He took 15 of 16 from the free throw line. Those two guys were outstanding, and they spearheaded everything. And, and there were other little things. I thought Kongwu and Capella both played really well in front of the rim defensively tonight. I, I think they what they combined for three, six blocks in the game tonight. Those two guys had six blocks total. I thought they played really good defense, especially by the rim. Capella was really active. Kongwu was really active. So that was a good sign. And we know, you know, Capella's got the best defensive rating on this team, so that's not really a shock, but... Good to see Okongwu, who chipped in 13 points, 11 rebounds, and he had three blocks tonight. So he played really well. So I don't know. Is this the most complete game the Hawks have played this entire year? Is this the best game that they've played this entire year? Maybe. I mean, they they were never really in, in that much doubt. I mean, they got down 6 nothing. 
and then shot themselves back into it and never really looked back. And, you know, they had that huge second quarter, 49 points that they scored. Still gave up 34 in the second quarter. Only gave up 23 points in the first quarter. I think that was a big key, too, because they've gotten off to some rough starts early on in games, and they've given up some, you know, 35-point first quarters. So I thought they did a really good job tonight. And, you know, whatever it was with the Cavs, whether it was, you know, the the fatigue of back-to-back and traveling and this, that, and the other, hey, that's a them problem. We've had, to, we've had to face that plenty of times ourselves, right? So whatever it was, they kicked the crap out of the Cavaliers. I mean, the, the final score is probably not as indicative because I think the Hawks didn't score a bucket uh, in their first, like, three, four minutes of the fourth quarter, and Cleveland won on a 10-0 run to get this. I think they got it down to as low as 13, I think, at one point. But the Hawks were really in control the whole way. Hawks were in control for all of it, so... Really good night tonight. Uh, We'll take your phone calls and react to what you saw tonight at 404-741-0929. Also want to get to, you know, we're uh, getting here in what about, I don't even know what the math is on it, but 7 o'clock tomorrow night is going to be the home opener and the season opener for Atlanta United as they take on the San Diego Earthquake. So 7 o'clock pregame. 7.30 7.30 on the kick. Jason Longshore and uh, Mike uh, Mike Connie uh, will be on the call for all of that. So Mike pulling, uh, Mike pulling three days in a row with the game tonight, uh, soccer tomorrow, and then uh, the Hawks back on uh, Sunday. And by the way, that's a Sunday afternoon game. 2.30 pregame, 3 o'clock tip. Steve Holman with the call. Mike, uh, Mike Connie will have uh, all of the pre-post uh, action for you. Now, the Brooklyn Nets at one point, um, and I was looking at at one point, and I don't know what the what the change in the score has been, but they were down at one point, one hundred three to fifty three, to the uh, to the uh, Brooklyn, uh, uh, sorry, to the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls were up. Yeah, the final. Yeah, final was one thirty one. 87 over Brooklyn. So I know that game was at one point, I saw the score, 103 to 53. Brooklyn, who's the Hawks' opponent on Sunday, they scored 18 points in the first quarter. They scored 11 in the second quarter. They scored 29 points in the first half of that game tonight. And then they only scored 22 in the third quarter. So what's the math on that? 33, 51 points. They had 51 points through three quarters. 51 points. The Hawks had a 49-point second quarter. And they had 51 through three. Phew. Through three quarters, that game was 97 to 51. P.U. So, it was not a good night uh, for the Brooklyn Nets, uh, who had that really good win, I think it was over Miami, right before the All-Star break, but they got clobbered tonight. And look, if they're going into some offensive woes, they were 12 for 44 from three. They were 30 of 81 from the field. 
So hopefully that carries over into Sunday afternoon. Because in all honesty, the Hawks should go 2-0 and in these first two games. And 1-0 and tonight, you know, beat Brooklyn. They should be 2-0 and after these two games. No excuses. I mean, if, if we're going to make a push to the playoffs, got to protect home court advantage, got to beat the teams that are around you, you got to make up some ground on some of these teams to get a better seed. So Hawks have to figure out a way to win this one on Sunday. But if that's any indication of the offensive performance from Brooklyn, where they scored 29 in the first half, PU. See, maybe another blowout win. All right, 404-741-0929. Your reaction to what you saw tonight. I don't know if there's any bad or any ugly to it, so it should be all good. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 92 in the game, the Odyssey.com app. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Back with the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios. Going to take you till midnight tonight. Get your reaction to what you saw from the Hawks tonight. All good. 404-741-0929. That's our phone line. That's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line as well. The uh, Odyssey app is how you catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I am at JMCH316. I did have to laugh just... I just saw real quick on the TV that they have the Haslam College of Business, part of the University of Tennessee. So I'm guessing that's part of Jimmy Haslam because Jimmy Haslam's the big UT guy, you know, the guy that owns the uh, Cleveland Browns. And, um, you know, do they teach you at that business college how to defraud customers and things like that uh, or how to go bankrupt? Because, you know, he was under FBI investigation for, you know, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, with his pilot gas stations and stuff like that. So, anyway, a um, couple of numbers from the Hawks uh, tonight uh, here just to show you how good they were. 50 of 85 from the field, 58.8%. 15 of 28 from three, that's 53.6%. And they were 21 for 23 from the free throw line. So, what an outstanding performance offensively all the way around. And then, um, you know, like I said, Okongwu, Capella, I thought they were really good at the rim defensively tonight. So 404-741-0929. Let's, uh, let's grab Marco out in Buckhead. What's going on, Marco? Hey, what's going on, John? Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, just a couple quick observations. I never like to overreact to like a single data point, but I did sort of notice that they're sort of playing at a, quicker tempo that's more you know suitable for their age as a team um and then also the timely uh timeouts that the coach called that weren't like a possession late it just gives me um a hope that when we do get another coach in here that's more like above average and not on like Nate's level that some of those things will make a difference uh that good coaching can actually make a difference yeah I no doubt about it I mean but you know like everything else you got to get your guys to buy in you know, one, one of the things I heard um, Chris Mannix talk about today is with the Cavaliers, you have two very ball-dominant guards in Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Two ball-dominant, much like what Trey Young and DeJounte Murray were. Well, they've bought into their system. They, they've bought into it, and hence the Cavs are 38-25 and 25 in the number four seed, I think, in the Eastern Conference. They've had a really good season. Not good on the road, but they're outstanding at home. 
and they've had a really good season because their guys have bought into the system. So as long as our guys buy into what's going to happen. Now, look, you know, if uh, Quinn Snyder comes in here, I mean, obviously he's going to have the same coaching staff. Does he make a difference? Does the same guys kind of, uh, again, you know, Nate McMillan's son's on the bench. (laughs) So, you know, I don't, as you know, we were kind of talking about this earlier in the show or um, uh, during the game, Garrett and I, you got to have everybody buy in. And if it's, if the, if it's not, and, and we'll see over 23 games. I mean, look, it was set up for this team to roll tonight. Okay. Back to back games. Cleveland had a tough loss last night at home to Denver. Denver's a tough physical team coming down here, back to back on the road. They're now 13 and 18 on the road. You know, there were a lot of things that set up for the Hawks to win tonight. And I thought they did what they had to do. And look, to be honest with you, what we saw with Brent Key, right? I talked about this last night. We saw this with Brent Key. That all of a sudden, they can't do anything. They get blown out by uh, Old Miss on their home field, go to Central Florida, get stuff there. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, with Brent Key taking over, they go up to Pitt, on the road to Pitt in that crap field fest, and win. And it was like, where did that come from? Then they come back here and they beat Duke. And it was like, you know, and Duke was pretty good at the time. It was like, where would that all come from? Why couldn't we have had more of that? And then they go on the road and beat North Carolina. So, you know, I, I understand. Look, it, it's it's a natural reaction to when we see this, but there were a lot of things that set themselves up. And I keep saying that this starting five is really good. When they get their crap together and they play well, they're a really good offensive team. Their problem, you know, by and large, hasn't been their offensive efficiency. Yes, there are spurts and, you know, splits and stuff like that where it bogs down. But their offensive efficiency has been really good. And if you get 57 points and 17 assists from Trey and DeJounte Murray and they combine for a plus 34, seems going to be hard to beat. Even, even their bench. I mean, it, to me, it's just it's never been about talent. It's, it's never been about their talent. It's about their want-to on the court. It's about buying into the coach's system. It's about having a competent coach. That's why I said this is everybody's fault that we're kind of where we're at at 30 and 30. You know, 70% of the way or not quite 75%, but 70% of the way, 70, a little bit, 72, maybe 73% of the way through the season. And we're only 30 and 30. They've got a lot of talent. They've paid a lot of money for these guys, whether it's Hunter, Capella, Collins, Young, Murray. 
And I, I thought that they did well at the all-star or, or um, at the trade deadline for what they were going to do. They weren't going out and looking for a, a guy to plug in as a starting forward or a starting guard. They weren't looking for a guy to be a starter. And Landry Fields talked about that in that late night presser. I think it was one of those nights where the trade deadline was with the late night presser that they wanted to have more flexibility in the roster. They wanted to have more depth in their roster that they were looking to strengthen up their bench. Well, they did that. I, I think that they did that, especially with Sadiq Bay. I think he's a really nice piece. And if he can just, you know, if he can just fit in the role and look, he can, he can start for you. He can come off the bench. He can do some good things. He can score. He can be some volume scoring. You know, he can do a lot of different things. And, and I think he's a really nice piece to their bench. Combine him with A.J. Griffin, Okongwu, Bogey. That bench doesn't start to look so bad after all. Right? If you've got Okongwu, Griffin, Johnson, Bogey, and, you know, Sadiq Bay, because you figure John Collins comes back. He'll probably come back on uh, Sunday afternoon. Well, that's five guys that you can pull to off your bench. And you really aren't going to go any deeper than that until you get into your stiffs like Bruno Fernando and, you know, guys like that and Aaron Holiday and guys like that. Not going to really go any deeper. You have, a, you have another five that you can play around with. And, and, you know, they needed some of that tonight. You know, for instance... DeAndre Hunter got two early fouls in that game tonight, and they had to go to their bench early. And they went to Jalen Johnson. He played 22 minutes. Bogey played 22 minutes. 25 minutes for Okongwu. Now, Capella only played 21 minutes in that game. Okongwu played 25 in that game. And 18 for A.J. Griffin. So you had to go to your bench early because Hunter got two early fouls in it. But they stepped up. And you're not gonna get you're not gonna get a plus ninety-nine from your bench every night. I mean, you know, again, that's a ridiculous number and that's a ridiculous total, and you know, it just kind of all worked itself out, but you're not gonna get that every night. But you have some guys that could be volume scores, help you out if you get a guy in foul trouble. Or, let's face it, I mean, let's be real. This team is always injured. There's always somebody missing from this team. We talked about that last night on the show. Expected games played, right? Well, Capella, Collins, Hunter are, are all below 70 games based upon what they've done to this point, based upon the 59 games that they had. And we knew, uh, we knew Collins was going to be out tonight. Based upon the 59 games they played, you know, those three guys are going to play less than 70 games. I think it was 68-68. I think it was 65 or whatever for Capella or something. So you got to have some guys that can be flexible, <coughs> that can come off your bench and start. And we know Bogey can be a starter. Okongwu can start. And now you got a Sadiq Bey that can kind of play that 3-4 role. If Hunter gets in some foul trouble, you can play him at that spot. Collins gets in some foul trouble or he's hurt, you can play him in that spot. So that's that's the nice thing to have some flexibility 
with what this roster is. And again, if Quinn Snyder comes in, you know, we'll see what he can do. I mean, I I expect him, you know, if he comes in, hopefully we crank this thing up. We've got the third toughest schedule left in the NBA. It's not going to get easier. You know, it's it's you got games on the road, you know, two two games and three nights with Miami, two games and three nights with Washington. You know, we'll see Philadelphia. Uh, we'll see the Celtics. You know, we'll see some of the, we'll see Golden State come here. We'll see Memphis come here. I mean, those are some of the better teams, not just in their conference, but in all of the NBA. So it's not going to get easier. This this was a very winnable game, and they did what they had to do. They they did exactly what we needed to do tonight. Kick the crap out of them. Because everything's set up. And, and this was a night where we've talked about this a lot. This was a night where they took advantage of their schedule. This was one of those rare nights where they took advantage of their schedule. Now you got to do it again on Sunday. Because you got to protect home court. You got to take advantage of being at home. And you got to take advantage of a team that just scored 51 points in three quarters. After you just had a 49 point second quarter and an 81 point half. They scored 51 in three quarters. You have to take advantage of that. Well, it's not the same time and all that. doesn't matter. They, they got the crap kicked out of them tonight. You got to go kick the crap out of them on Sunday and put that game away on your home court against a team that probably is not understanding what their identity is. We don't have Kyrie. We don't have Kevin Durant. Okay. Put them away early. Do like you did to the Cavs. Took a little bit to get going in that game. But really, once they got a, a, a lead that they could, you know, once they get through the first quarter, they dominated the rest of the way. Like I said, they had a 32-point lead at one point in that game. And still, they won 136-19. to 19. They still won by 17. So they were pretty comfortable, even though, you know, Prunty had to keep his starters on the floor until what? What do you keep them on the floor to like four minutes to go or something like that? Like four minutes to go in the in the uh, fourth quarter. So if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. So Hawks will regroup and they'll get back at it on Sunday, and we get Atlanta United in between. So all good. All right, we'll talk some more about this uh, when we get back. And I'm not going to be fooled that this is all about Landry Fields. I'll explain next. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey.com app.